Hello. Let's see. Good afternoon. Greetings from sunny Southern California. I just took a nice walk and I'm sweaty. So we'll give a few minutes for people to kind of roll on and um, start renaming people. We'll use sunshine today. Okay. Okay, so we'll just kind of chit chat for a little bit. If you want to um, use the chat function, please do so. Okay, I let's see. Did I send that to the panelists or to the panelists and attendees? Oops. Alrighty. Okay, so hi, sunshine number one, you're the first one here. So I just wanted to reach out to you and see if there's anything you wanted to be coached on. And um, if so, we can just chit chat a little bit. If you if you don't have anything you want to be coached on, we can chit chat while we. Um... <laughs> yeah, yes, you sunshine one. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna promote you to panelist, and then now you can talk. Hi, let me just finish giving my husband instructions on this dinner. Hold on. <laughs> Love it. Okay, sorry. No worries. Um, I am just being like, uh, I have to get out of my head and I just need to discuss it. Yeah, um, do it. I, I am having like increasingly curt and uncomfortable interactions with my boss almost every time we interact together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm trying to see the bigger picture and not make it about me and not make it a reflection on who I am. But it's really hard and I'm having a really hard time. Like, sorry, I just ran up the stairs. No um, I'm having a really hard time like separating my emotions from the things I know to be true. And I think this is something that just keeps taking practice, but it's like every damn day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm like standing there clenching my fists, like, oh, again. <laughs> Did, is there something that happened like today or yesterday that we could talk about a specific, a specific example? You know, it's, it's more just like, it's, it's becoming increasingly that I get ignored, which is, um, you know, my dad always said the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And this is what is, what is happening. And um, so it just, it, it like, it gets in my head and it just, it tries to ruin my day and I keep trying to get around it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, and it's probably a reflection on my, you know, confidence issues or whatever but it's just it's it's so hard to be ignored and have my boss ignore me and have that be a, an example for how my partners think they can treat me and it's just sort of this trickle down feeling of really crappy feeling yeah. so did like can you describe something where you had that thought my my boss is ignoring me um 
Like yeah, did he send an email that he didn't respond to or, or make a request? Yeah, the, the, there's that. Yeah, I get, I get ignored in emails. I get my vacation requests ignored. Um, I get my vacation requests denied. I, you know, there's a lot of like, it's, it's kind of like, I, I try not to be a conspiracy theorist, like, but it's, it's happening more and more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what's bothering me. So yes, it's a lot of, you know, ignoring emails. Um, not having any overlapping time together where I can even just like tell them how I'm doing or, you know, be a human instead of just a, a you know, an underling, you know, I, it's, it's very strange situation that's happening right now. So I just want some clarification on the overlap time. Is that um, like, like your schedules just don't permit you to be in the same place at the same time? Yes. 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 And there's really very little um, chance for us to interact professionally. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's, there's none. And especially since we've been having our meetings by Zoom since March, there's really, you know, I, I saw him Monday for the first time in probably four weeks, three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just becomes a little out of sight, out of mind for him, whereas I'm constantly trying to him and you know like I don't know this is it's so weird and so vague and I'm trying this is why I'm having so much trouble working through it yeah well great then let's try to do it together so it's like on Monday did something happen on Monday where you were kind of experiencing this yes yeah so I already what happened on Monday we it's I'll keep it short. We have a shared office mm-hmm. and I went and, you know, was jiggling the handle and the door is locked. We don't have keys to this office. Okay. <laughs> Only the chargers has keys. So I have to walk to the front desk and get the key and come and open the door. And by the time I do that, I open the door and, and he's just sitting in the office. <laughs> um, Could he see that little... it was you? Um, Could he see? No, but he could have opened the door. <laughs> But it could have been anything. Um, like it could have been, you know, like housekeeping or it could have been a nurse or it could have been a different doctor or something. It could have been anybody. No, no, only the, only the attendings, only our division, the five of us use the, that office. So. Okay. So it was one of his partners at least. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Tell me more. And then when I did get, you know, was a little surprised and said, Oh, good morning. And how was your weekend? And, and he was, um, you know, didn't really look up from the computer. And I was there looking specifically for some papers that I had left on Friday and um, they had been moved um, uh, because they were where he was sitting. And when I found the papers, um, I tried to sort of engage him in a conversation about what case he was waiting for. And I got like a one word answer. So I just left. (laughs) Okay, how did you try to engage? Um, I said, uh, I said, oh, are you on hold? Because it was kind of a weird time for him to not be in the OR. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer was no. So um, there was no, there's nothing else. <laughs> and I know that to the outside mind, that doesn't seem very, it's just everything, you know, it sounds really silly when I'm telling you about it. But well, you know, let's work it through. This is good. Just been a culture of, you know, ignoring and, and, and uh, it's, you, it's so very weird. Do you perceive that this interaction is different with you than it is with other people? Absolutely. Can you describe that to me a little bit? Um, like what you've noticed? Oh, there's an engaged, you know, he engages in conversation with the rest of my partners regularly. Um, you know, he, he asks them about their cases. He, um, asks them about their families. You know, there's, there's, there's multi-level, you know, engagement. Um, and with me, it's just, uh, he, he talks to me when I have to cover for him and that's pretty much it. That's the only, um, the only engagement I get from him, you know, the only time he reaches out to me. Is, is when you're on call for him? 
is when I need to cover him somewhere because he's going on vacation or mm. has a doctor's appointment or something like that. Okay. So let's see if we can put the facts of Monday into the model and see what comes up there. So, um, so the office is locked. It's just, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's, it's <laughs> these are the things I, I know. And, and you know? it's, it's like, it's, it's just a bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. But these are the things I call these like little Trojan horses, because if we can work through how, um, things are at play with these things that, you know, or that we kind of like say are mundane or seem silly or small, which they're not, those are just thoughts about it. Um, then that's just an opportunity to learn a little bit. And then the other thing is too, that I think is really important to mention is that these literally are the things like, these are the little things that we deal with on a daily basis that over accumulated, they have a cumulative effect on your well being. So if, if it seems small, that's okay, because, you know, it's clearly been on your mind, right for a while. So yeah, I think it's important to take a look. So, um, okay, so the office is locked, you go get the key. Oh, you jiggle handle <laughs> loudly and jiggle you know, handle. Like... <laughs> no response because at that point you didn't really know if anybody was in there. Right. Right. Okay. So then you jiggle handle, you get key, <laughs> get key, enter boss is there is inside. Okay, so boss is inside. He's looking at the computer. Do you know what he was doing on the computer? Um, I think he was like signing, you know, addending resident notes or something. Okay, so he's just working on the computer. And then there's a little bit of an interchange where you um, greet, you greet him. You say what? Good morning. And then I asked him if he was on hold. Um, and I, I basically just tried to engage him because every time I see him, I try to engage him because we just don't have a lot of opportunity for that. And I know it's up to me to try for that. Okay. <laughs> so you say, good morning. Are you on hold? Boss says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm only laughing because it's so relatable and it laughter is my <laughs> adult defense mechanism. It's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. Now, what thought comes in your mind then as you look at the circumstances, which is all neutral. This is like, we could just yeah. imagine we're watching this unfold on a. Yeah. It just was another, you know, set of thoughts of, you know, I get ignored. Um, he, he doesn't want to talk to me. Um, and that makes me feel like crap for some reason over and over again. Um, so what do you think is like, I mean, your brain's getting flooded with thoughts, right? So if we could mm -hmm. tease them apart and figure out mm -hmm. which is the one that kind of bubbles up and seems to, to be the, the, the one, what would you say that is? He, he doesn't, doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about me. Okay. We just had somebody else join us. So I just renamed you. Um, whoops. I didn't rename you correctly. Sorry. in case you're wondering why you just got your name changed to sunshine too. Okay. So he doesn't care about me. And when you think that thought, how do you feel? Um, I feel abandoned. This is someone who helped train me and recruited me to stay as faculty and should be my mentor. And I just feel you know, that that relationship has never evolved and it won't. And I feel abandoned and disappointed. Okay. I'm just taking a couple of extra notes um, because as we're kind of like looking at it a little carefully, we can see here why it's so painful because it's not yeah. just, he doesn't care about me. It's like a deeper level than that. This is somebody, you know, well, it's somebody you have had, a connection to for some time, if he taught you 
and at one point in time in, you know, at, you know, was engaged in keeping you there. And then now this is somebody who you had an expectation was going to be a mentor. Right. And that expectation is not being met. So now we can really see why it means so much, right? It's not just like some sort of insignificant, you know, douchebag who's acting like this. It's just, it's like somebody who you care about, sounds like. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to put that out there that like, we can see how on the surface, it seems so small, but really it's not like when you dig deeper, you're like, oh, okay, this is the story I tell myself about this person in my brain. Like we have, you have created this whole like idea of your relationship with him and what you wanted that to be. And that's not what it's, you know, noticing is happening. Okay. So you said disappointed, you said, um, abandoned you said one other thing which which feeling do you think it is um I think it's I think it's really just um I don't know it's just like I'm just hurt um Mm -hmm. it's I think it's more disappointment it's like Mm -hmm. a it's like a grief it really is oh interesting yeah because it's like I don't know. But I rationalize it by just being disappointed because I think his behavior stinks and I'm disappointed by that. So <laughs> I'm disappointed by the whole thing. So I'll write disappointed, but then I'm going to just put grief out in, in parentheses because that might be something you want to look at, you know, in your own self-coaching um, there. And then, so when you feel disappointed, what do you do? Um. I, I shrink, you know, I kind of try to go back to being hidden and not engaging. And uh, none of these things are consistent with my personality. (laughs) Yeah. So you shrink, you don't engage. Um, Are you judging him at all in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Are you judging yourself in your mind? Um, I don't think I do that anymore. I think it's more just like a um, I, I think he judges me all the time. So I think that's what makes it. Okay. Um, so you're, you're thinking like, you know how we have the thought loops. Um, yeah. Thinking yeah. he's like, he judges me. He doesn't like me there. He thinks there's something wrong with me. It's right. not like you're thinking there's something wrong with you. You think he thinks something's wrong with you. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with me anymore. <laughs> I got over that part of it. Yes. (laughs) That's it. And I got over that part of it, but I can't get over the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So. I'm baby steps, right? So, okay. Yeah. But there's still a thought loop and like creating some judgments about him. Are you making anything up about it in your brain? I call this like writing a story. Like we have a tendency to make stuff mean things. Like, Um, Yeah. I used to think that, and then I, I asked some more, um, objective people and they wholeheartedly agreed with me. So I, you know, I've kind of checked my story for, for sure on this and, and I'm not, I'm not crazy. I do get treated differently. So that was part of me figuring out that there was nothing wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. So anything else? So you shrink, you don't engage. Um, is there anything like with your practice that you're noticing is happening or anything else with like when you have to cover for him or anything? Um, I get, I get like resentful because he never covers me for anything. Um, there's never, it would never even be a conversation about it. Um, I, I have, I, it has caused me to seek other mentoring, um, relationships. And so that's a positive, I think. Um, but um. Um, okay, that's interesting. So this is like a positive thing, right? So I yeah. wonder if you interrupted your model somewhere to do that. But let's take a look at that in just a second. So we'll go back up to the top and just reiterate for anybody else who's joined us. So 
the circumstance here is that your office is locked and you jiggle the handle, there's no response, but you don't know if anybody's in there or not. And you go get the key and come to find out your boss is sitting inside. So he didn't get up to let the person in who was jiggling on the handle, but he didn't know it was you. Um, and then you say, good morning. And are you on hold for your case? And boss basically doesn't look up from computer and just says no. And then you think he doesn't like from that circumstance, the thought is he doesn't care about me. And then you feel disappointed. And then the feeling of disappointment leads to these actions of shrinking, not engaging, resenting him, judging him, checking with others to see if you're like losing your mind or not. Like, is this really different behavior towards you versus behavior towards other people? And then look elsewhere for a mentor. So of, of these you know, actions, what do you think re the result is that you're creating with the actions? Um, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I've started to create the results I want by, you know, doing some of those more positive things, but I, I, I really have trouble letting go of, you know, this feeling of disappointment. And because of that, I just get, I get angry, I get hurt. I, and I think it sort of becomes this, um, you know, where I'm just constantly seeking approval from someone who's not going to give it to me. And that's, um, that's oh. sort of, I, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, so can you read, can you, um, can you talk a little bit more about why you're seeking approval from him? Um, because he's my boss, you know, and because of those, the history that we have, um, and he has retained and recruited every member of our faculty, you know, from training, mm -hmm. um, we're inbred. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's kind of like being, uh, it's, it's really like being an outsider and I, never thought I'd be in that position um, in my boss's eyes. And that the problem is that that feeling and the way, um, uh, the way he views me, I think it permeates the way some other people act toward me. And that's sort of, so I think, becoming the... Do we really know with 100% certainty how he views you? Um, I, I, I know it's not favorably. So, and then be, so how do I say this? Do you know it's not favorable because of some sort of formal communication he's given you in like a review? Is it that no. he's talked about you behind your back and said something that you know to be a fact that he said or, yes. Yes. okay. So, yes. and and with, with that, is that also provable? Like that is for sure something he truly said? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then how long ago was that? Um, I think that was over a year ago. Okay. And then is it possible that he could have, um, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. Like what I'm getting at is like, we kind of like think things about people all the time and those things change and they weave in and out of, you know, of our consciousness. And I have plenty of people in my own life that I, you know, didn't like, and then did like, and then didn't like again. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is do we know at this moment for a fact that this person like basically doesn't care about you? And is there um, like, I guess the only way I would, I would agree with that is if he said to your face, 
I don't care about you. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I understand. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Because what I'm trying to do is tease apart what we know to be a total fact and then what you have interpreted from these interactions. And if we lined up a hundred people and asked them to watch these interactions unfold as if they're like watching it on TV, there's gonna be a hundred different opinions of what's going on. So I'm just trying to point out that what you think is going on seems so, so true to you. And maybe it is, I don't know. But what I'm trying to offer is, is that maybe it isn't true. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. But real quick, let's finish up the model here. Um, it sounds like if you're feeling disappointed and then you're doing these actions where you shrink away and you're not engaging and you're resenting him and judging him and checking, you know, with others, what their opinions are, and then looking for a, a mentor somewhere else. It kind of sounds like these actions come from somebody who doesn't really care about him. And, and that's what I've kind of just figured out recently that I really don't think I care about this person. I just don't know why it feels so bad still. <laughs> well, that's really fascinating. And there are no rules about who you care about or don't care about. You just get to make all of that up. Um, but it's so painful to think he doesn't care about me and then live in disappointment and show up as this person who's like resent, resentful and shrinking and like, you know, not being the fullest sunshine one that you can be. It's like yeah. this, this, this prevents you from living your fullest life, right? Like the disappointment and all these actions. And then it turns out you don't care about him. So it's like trippy almost. Um, so I totally get it though, because like you were talking about him being this mentor to you, um, when you were training and then you were basically, it sounds like groomed for this position, which it's like the way you described it is like this person hand selects these people from the program to like build his little team. And that, you know, kind of sets you up for this expectation that your relationship is going to be a certain way. And then it's not that way. So of course it's disappointing. Of course it feels like grief when, when, you know, you are let down like that, but it's, I wonder um, if there is a way to process it so that you get to be who you want to be irrespective of this person, like, and let him just be who he is yeah. just because we can never control other people. Um, there's this really fascinating concept that I think we could probably find a podcast or two about it on the Life Coach School podcast. But it's the idea that our relationships exist in our minds. So we have a relationship. I'll just use my husband, for example. I, you know, think things about my husband, say he does things, right? We'll put that in the C line. Husband does or doesn't do things. And then I have thoughts about them. They create my feelings and then I act a certain way and get my result, just like the model works. But all of that occurred in my brain. So I experienced the relationship in my mind. And this is true for all relationships. So it doesn't matter if you are in the same room with somebody. It doesn't matter if they live on the other side of the planet. The relationship you have is totally in your mind. So people can have loving relationships with other people and the other person doesn't even have to contribute. Mm -hmm. And so I did this experiment one time when I was going through a period of time with my husband where I was like pissed at him all the time. And um, that's a whole other story, but he, I did this exercise where I just started kind of noticing on purpose things that I loved about him. And I'm not suggesting you love your boss, but I'm just giving you this as an example. Um, and so on purpose, I listed 100 things that I really loved about him. And they were really silly things, like really down to like silly, silly details to, cause I wanted to come up with a hundred. 
And at the end of it, I was like, dang, I just had this feeling of love because I was intentionally feeling, I was intentionally thinking about what do I love about this person? And I proved it to myself that the relationship is in my brain because all that shit that he just did that I was mad about, like was still there, but I just re redirected the focus. So the reason why I wanted to tell you that is to suggest that you can have whatever relationship you want to have with this person. And he doesn't even have to know. And for example, with back to my husband's thing, I gave him that list and he like stuck it in a drawer and he didn't even read it. Like the guy didn't participate in that at all. And I got to feel all this love while I was doing it and giving it to him. And he didn't even read the damn thing and didn't participate in that exercise at all. But I was the one who felt the love. So um, if you really wanted to, you could totally change how you want to have a relationship with this person. And that person does not have to participate at all. And it's, an interesting exercise to do. And then you, when you do something like that and you start to notice the things that are, you know, the positive things. So like if we could, we could even list 10 things about this person who, uh, who you're talking, uh, talking about here, not, you know, I'm not suggesting romantic love or anything like that, but just things like qualities that you could point out that you really respect. And then notice how you feel in your body with that. And then notice how you act. And sometimes that alone can shift the way you interact with somebody. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a really interesting thing. So can we do it now? Can you, could you even list like five things you respect about him? Um. It could be really like, you could like the way he, like, you could like his socks. You could like his, um, you know, the way he organizes his op notes. I don't know, just something it could be just the most granular thing just to kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah, this is, um, okay, sure. Um, I like the way he conducts his OR. I like the way he is, um, respectful to staff. Um, he is committed to his family. Um, uh, he's been a productive member of our national society and um, he's been committed to resident education his whole life. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like a mentor. So look, you're able to notice five things without trying. Like you did it. You didn't even take a minute to think about it. You could list five things that you respect about this person that all tell me that you're learning from him, even though he's not participating actively. Right. <laughs> Right. So right. actually, I mean, if you, if you notice the way somebody conducts their OR and you can learn from that and you respect somebody for that, that's a mentory thing. And then somebody who you notice how he engages with other people of the team, and that's something you can learn from. And then gosh, somebody, a surgeon who's committed to his family, who's not headed for divorce and, you know, is a total gross person. That's great. Um, productive in a national society, like navigating national societies is a, another way to mentor people and then to be committed to regiment education. I think that's awesome. You were able to do that pretty easy. So if you just take a moment yeah. and let that sink in, and now that you've noticed these five things, do you feel differently in any way? Yeah, because this is what I was trying, you know, it strikes me every time when you say I like to come from a place of love and how can I show up, you know, in a loving way. And, and I think that's, you know, that resonates with me and I don't want to become this bitter, disappointed, 
um, resent, you know, person who resents people. And, and I just feel like I'm heading down this jaded pathway and yeah. this helps sort of reframe it. That really, it's very helpful mm-hmm. what we just did. So, well, I'm so glad, um, humans, man. <laughs> yeah. Humans. Yeah. I tell you what, the, there's another <sighs> There's another tool I use when I'm struggling with an interaction with somebody um, where I'm like having a hard time coming from a place of love. And what I do is, is I just try to imagine what their model is because we all have models going all the time. I mean, just because we're doing coaching and trying to improve our mental health doesn't mean that this isn't a law of nature and they're at play in everybody's life all the time. So I'll try to imagine what somebody else's model is. Let me think if I can, um, well, this works with our neighbor. So my husband, um, I am not participating in this contentious relationship, but my husband is antagonizes our neighbor and he antagonizes back. But that's one area where I'm like, gosh, this guy's an asshole and I really don't like him. And then I think, well, why is he doing this? Like, why is he acting like this? And I'll just make stuff up. I'll just make stuff up about what model I think he's acting from because everybody's actions are driven by a feeling and every feeling starts from a thought and every thought is triggered by a circumstance in their life. So for this guy, you know, his dad, he's under his dad's thumb. He's like an adult person who has no independence from his dad. It's, it's obvious from the interactions we have and he's a chain smoker. And so he's out there and I'm like, dang, there's like stuff happening in this guy's life. And this is his model. I'll just make it up. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, wow, that's a lot of pain. And I just instantly have compassion for them. Um, so I don't know if that might be a trick you could use next. Yeah. Time. I, I think I've done, I've done that without being so formal about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I've done that. Yeah. yeah. So then you can just be like, yep. Humans. Yeah. Humans. And then the way he's yeah. act, the final thing I have to say about it is the way this other person, the boss is acting actually has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with him. And that's just not any of our business. We have no control over it. It's just not our business. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I thought about that too, you know, either formally review me and put me on a path to termination or promotion, or just, you know, I just leave me alone. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. So thank you. This is very helpful. No problem. Um, okay. So we have about 20 more minutes. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to talk about? here. I'll put you back to all right. Okie dokie. Do we have so we have about 20 more minutes and I just want to see if anybody has questions or if there's anything that anybody wants to talk about. And fair warning if if there is not a volunteer, I'm going to start waxing poetic about the joys of not drinking alcohol, <laughs> which I'm not sure if that's what pe- anybody wants to hear about. Let me just type a message here. Okay, I'll just let that question sit there for a little bit. Um, All right. Oh, yay. All righty, we have a volunteer. This is fabulous. All righty, Sunshine 2. Let's see, promote to panelist. Okay, so can you give us a little mic check there? I think you're ready to roll. Hi. Yes. Hi. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I think I think this one is interesting enough to share and un- and has some universal principles that's worth everybody's time. I know as somebody that often listens to these after the fact, like 
it's, it's amazing how helpful other people's problems can be. Isn't it awesome? I love group coaching. It sounds so gross and weird at first. You're like, wait, what? We're going to do this as a group? Um, but it's so good. Okay, go on. Tell me. All right. So this is it's a, a thought model. I, I wrote it all out this morning, actually, because it was sort of heavy on my mind. So I, I've sort of started to process it, but I think processing it out loud will help me. Right. Um, so I, I already have like my unintentional model that I woke up with this morning and then my intentional model that I've kind of chosen throughout the day today to cling to. Oh, um, what is it? So, so the circumstance is I have no cases scheduled next week. Zero. I'm a surgeon and I have zero cases scheduled next week. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so that brings up some thoughts of panic and uh, scarcity feelings. Uh, I have a whole, so I sort of, I have alternating OR days. So it's really just one OR day that I have no cases for. Okay. Um, but that leads me to thoughts of how am I going to support my family? I'm going to go broke. I must be a bad surgeon. No one wants to see me. I'm not getting enough referrals. I must be a fraud. Mm -hmm. I had to sort of rabbit trail down feelings of uh, a, a little dramatic. Yeah. And uh, uh, obviously those thoughts lead me to feelings of anxiety and insecurity and Really, the after I had saw, sat with this for a few minutes, I realized desperate was kind of the word that came to mind. Ooh. So you feel desperate. Yeah. Like, okay. So what, when I have those thoughts, I feel desperate. Okay. Which one do you think is the one causing the desperate feeling? Um, that's a good question. Because that was a like totally normal. I call them thought storms. It's like all this stuff happens. all And then you have to start teasing them apart a little bit. And typically we can kind of pick out which one rises to the top. And of those, there were some that sounded like about money. And then there were some about like, okay, does this mean you're a bad surgeon? Yeah, Uh, I think, yes, definitely that the there's the like desire for success in wanting people to respect me and have enough referrals and sort of what does it look like appearance sake. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, there's also the, there's the financial component of what, what's around the corner if you can't fill up your OR time type. So which one do you think is more painful for you or the one that's causing the desperate feeling? I think it's the, what will other people think of me part. Okay. So but as the primary breadwinner in our family, I do feel a, I do feel a financial pressure too. That's real. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's totally normal, right? Like we don't just have like one model going at one time. We have like 40 <laughs> going at one time, which is even more exhausting. So you know, we just, that's the beauty of it. And I, the reason I love this tool so much is you can look at each thought and then you can plug that one into the model and you can plug. So, so it can be really fascinating to see how, when you do the money line, what, what kind of comes from that. And then when you do the, you know, other people are going to think this way about me and do that line. And you'll see how these things are at play in your life in different ways. So I do like to just separate out one thought for one feeling. But if the reason I wrote panic in the beginning is because you actually mentioned that when you were telling me yeah. to download, um, but if yeah. feeling, then if, if it's other people are gonna think, gonna think I'm a bad surgeon. Yeah, maybe. I or, think, I think that's true. But I thought you just said something. I want to make sure I don't. Um, put words in your mouth. Yes. Okay. 
I don't, I don't think you're putting words in my mouth. I think sometimes those thoughts when they're articulated clearly are like, do I really think that? I don't know. That seems extreme, but I think that thought is in there. It just, when you, when it's actually fully articulated, you you realize, I don't know. Do I really believe that? I mean, I, I think this is very common. I really do. I know I think it all the time and then I just catch myself and I'm like, but I, I do, I care a lot about what other people think. And, um, you know, it's part of, we're tribal people. Like we're, that's how we've survived is to be tribal and to be accepted in the group. And so we're constantly surveying for if we're accepted in the group or not. And so I think it's totally normal to have this sort of thing on your mind. Um, and naturally, cause we always go towards a negative. <laughs> we're like, people think I suck. Of course, I I have one day off and people think I suck. Yes, <laughs> I exactly. It, I make it mean. Okay, so from this feeling of desperate, what do you do? So I, I think there are two ways that I have historically responded to this feeling. And either I get sort of in like a paralysis of feeling down or stressed out by it Mm -hmm. um that I don't really try to change things about my referral patterns or building my practice or more commonly I get frantic in that desperation and just like call the my front and add-on clinic and tell them I'll see anything and really not not necessarily build the type of practice I want just like fill up the schedule just fill it up yeah I know exactly what you're talking about it's almost like that desperation makes you be like well I just gotta fill it up with anything I don't know what kind of surgeon you are but um I'm an orthopedic surgeon that would be for me like let me see all the ingrown toenails (laughs) Right. Exactly. Just, just fill it up. Doesn't matter. Um, fill it schedule. Uh, how would we say that? Like without, um, you know, indiscriminately. (laughs) Yes. That's a good word. Um, what else do you do? What's in your thought loop? Um, a lot of, yeah. Anxious thoughts about, yeah, that I mentioned earlier, those, those stay in my thought loops. There's some, um, sort of blame shedding downstream, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, my team, I must not be the front must not be sending me patients or I'm the mid-levels aren't sending me, you know, the things that I should be seeing, or, you know, there's some, um, like negative conspiracy. say that again sorry like, like there's some conspiracy against you yes exactly that's exactly right some like, paranoia so you make shit up <laughs> um what about any self-judgment or self that's the one I, I really love to touch on like what do you make it yes. about you yes absolutely um I, I wrote I wrote down in my journal this morning, I must be a fraud. This, I must be a fraud would be really interesting to put up here in the T-line. And then of course, with the whole scarcity part and the money part, you're probably something in in the thought loop about basically, I'm definitely not going to be able to feed my kids or pay the mortgage this month. Right. Yes. So then what result does that give you? Um, So the circumstance line doesn't change other than that I could fill up my day with clinic if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm just a stressed out, more miserable person. So I don't enjoy that day. Mm -hmm either so it really it sucks the day it sucks the life out of 
both the current day I'm living in and then the day that we'll be free of OR cases. Yeah. That's interesting. So how does it relate back to the T line? Like, of so I'll just reiterate, of course. So you basically, you don't have any cases scheduled next week, which is a true statement, right? But the way that's yep. phrased, is very misleading because it makes it sound like you have nothing going on next week. <laughs> right. It's just really one day. It's one day. It's yes. One day. There are a lot of people who would look at that and be like, thank you, Jesus. I have one day. Finally, I am going to do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> There's finally a day. You know, sometimes when you're, when your clothes are dirty and like wadded up in the basket and you're going through the pockets and you find like 20 bucks, that's what yep. that like to me, like, so good. Okay. So, um, but of course you're making this mean something about you in that, like, you're making it mean that you're like not doing a good enough job. It sounds like. Correct. And from there you feel desperate. And from a feeling of desperation, you're basically either totally incapacitated, like not trying to do anything paralyzed or just doing frenetic activity to fill up the schedule indiscriminately with anything. And then having this thought loop where we're just like creating stories about why, why it is the way it is all of course, which reflect negatively on you. And then the result would be, gee whiz, I just totally proved it to myself. I must be a terrible surgeon. Yeah, exactly. And I think if I'm then unhappy, the result in in my mind is sort of I'm unhappy with all these negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if I'm unhappy, then I have no power to ultimately change the C-line, which is what I want to do. I do think my practice objectively needs to grow, but I want it to grow in a productive, happy I don't know, content manner out of things that I actually am passionate about treating and, you know, from a good place, not out of, not from a frantic, desperate place. Yeah. So I wonder if we could actually um, do something different and put your R into a model and work backwards. Nice. That sounds good. I have not done that before. So you desire a certain type of practice. What your R, if you could describe your like, fantasy R, what is it? I have a, what type of schedule? Yeah, I think I'd be seeing almost all patients within my subspecialty and I'd be working probably two clinic days and two OR days and a fifth like administrative teaching other odds and ends day and I'd be home for dinner every night <laughs> and I'd be energized from what I'm doing because okay. it, it's rewarding yeah. so we'll say rewarding practice yeah for R that you want is a rewarding practice okay so what do you have to do we're in fantasy land here we get to say anything yeah. so what do you yeah. What do you think you would need to do in the A-line to create a rewarding practice? I think I need to be more visible outside of my own group. I'm part of a big multi-specialty group, so I've sort of relied on them for referrals. I think I need to branch outside a little bit and build a, build a reputation a little bit more. Um, market yeah marketing yep okay so what else um i i don't know how to put that into words so i'll just think out loud Uh, it's really has to do with not just changing like not just adding volume but being able to attract the things in my subspecialty and and do spend more of my time taking care of the things that really excite me rather than the things that leave me feeling blah 
So then that kind of sounds like you want to set some boundaries over what you want to see. Good, good word. Boundaries are a good word. Okay. So you want to set boundaries. Um, on, you know, patients or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then, um, what else? Like, would you have to change it all how you communicate with the mid-levels or change it all how you communicate with the front staff? Yes, I think I can definitely improve in that. Yep. So, and I'm not even suggesting you improve because (laughs) like, like we get kind of into this sort of like good, bad, better, worse, this, that, but I'm just talking about changing, like effective, not effective, that sort of thing. Because none of this has to do with who, like you being a worthy human being or a good person or a nice person or anything like that. But like, is this effective or not effective? Okay. So we'll just say, um, uh, like you just work on effective communication. Perfect. That I like that because it takes the emotion and the judgment out of it. I think I I tend to be pretty hard on myself uh, about my I'm a you know I'm a doer, not a let's chit chat about your day kind of person. So I I can get a little self judgmental about that. So I like that. Effective is a good word. Okay. So what feeling do you think you would need to have? in order to do these actions? Um, Self-assured, sort of like a peaceful confidence. Okay. Um, Peaceful confidence, I love that. Um, There's probably a word for that, I'll, I'll look. Um, but I love it. So like you're, you're, t- you're, you're like a person who is just like you said, self-assured, just really like, this is the way it's going to be. And, um, it seems the way you say peaceful confidence, it seems like a very abundant feeling rather it than does. closed yes. off. Feeling. It feels like open rather than like, oh. okay. So then what thought do you think you would need to have in order to create this feeling? Um, I think the first one that comes to mind feels really cheesy when I say it, but is, is just that I am worthy, like that I, I deserve that rewarding practice. Yes. I am worthy. Of my ideal practice Um, or rewarding. I'm sorry, I don't wanna change it, rewarding. Um, The other thing is you said I deserve. So you could play, so the whole point of doing this is creating something, right? Instead of Mm -hmm. like, instead of going to the intentional model with the thing that we already talked about, it's like, well, what could I do for the future? And and we can create an intentional model with a, with a result that we really desire, work backwards and figure out the thought that we need to, to have. And that becomes the mantra. It just becomes the mantra that you reinforce over and over and put it on post-its and write it on your mirror and have it as a text reminder and all it's like the mantra and you as you kind of have that thought become ingrained in you, you start to become the person, you start to become the person who creates the result before the result is created mm-hmm. and then create the result. <laughs> it's funny how it works like that. So um, there was one other thing I was thinking of and we're, we're close to the end of time here. So I'll wrap it up shortly. Um, about creating this this open peaceful confidence, like, um, oh, I like I like thinking things like, and I'm not suggesting you have to say this. I'm just offering it as an as example. Like, I am capable of designing a rewarding practice, no matter what. Like, I like I, that. I am yep. capable of this. I know I can do this. 
I know within myself, I have the power to do this. And then just plowing through and becoming that person. You don't have to believe it now. You just practice it over and over again so that you start living as that future person. And then you end up creating the future person. Yeah, I think that's really good. Great. My lovely friends, we are at the top of the hour and I'm so grateful that you all joined. Um, I will have this up on the website in 24 hours so you can do a replay if you'd like. Thank you so much to everybody who participated. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.